I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I am so excited to talk to you guys about this message today. This is a story that I don't really want to tell, to be totally frank and honest with you. It was a story that I, for the longest time, had no idea how to tell. And, you know, I'm going to take that back. It's not that I don't want to tell it. It's that I finally have the words on how to tell it because I finally am healed from it. And it's taken me four years And I had no idea how big of an effect it had in my life and how many other women have experienced something so similar. So four years ago, I dated a narcissist and I had an amazing job. I was literally the definition of a boss babe. I was a manager at a store. I honestly was so incredibly proud of myself. It was ridiculous. I wasn't quite at the stage of being burnt out yet. (laughs) I was um, still a little bit on my way of getting there. And when I met this guy, you know, one thing led after another and he showed me the most amazing colors, so to speak. What I mean by that is he showed me the most amazing sides of him. He treated it as if I was this beautiful I mean, I am this beautiful mademoiselle. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Um, What I'm saying is it was really great in the beginning. It was really, really amazing in the beginning. And during the first two months of us dating, oh, and keep in mind, he was my employee. So it was all a secret to begin with. So those of you guys that have ever dated a narcissist, I know there's quite a few of you guys out there. You know that narcissists thrive on keeping secrets. So imagine from the very beginning having this ginormous secret that was just lingering between the two of us that already started the relationship off being kind of shaky. And... During the first two months of dating, my grandmother, who I was very close with, got sick and passed away within two weeks. We found out she had lung cancer and she was gone that quickly. It was horrible. I was devastated. I was in the midst of being more stressed out of my job than I ever had. Like those two months of meeting him to my grandma passing away to all of the things that that led up to it after of, of trying to heal from that while also being in this relationship I felt totally trapped in was the biggest trajectory change of my life I've ever experienced thus far. I all of a sudden found myself really faced with this decision of being so unhappy, hiding, literally hiding from a lot of my friends because I would tell them that I was going to end this relationship with this guy and I didn't. Time after time after time, he would have a freak out and then convince me that it was my fault and I believed him. I was that emotionally fragile and unstable of like just not really even knowing which way was up. I was so confused. Guys, it was ridiculous like how quickly I lost myself. And I remember I loved the fact that he hated cigarettes. I used to smoke cigarettes. And I liked that he didn't like it because I wanted to quit smoking cigarettes, but I didn't know how to quit for myself. I only knew how to quit for other people. And when it came to him, 
I started to hate him, even though I was calling it love. And I would say, I love you. He's like, no, you don't. And he was right, guys. He was right. I am such an empath. I am a very empathetic person. I can feel when someone is feeling pain. Someone tells me their story about something and start crying. I'm already crying with them. I can literally link up to people and their emotions. And with narcissists, they're always right. And they have no empathy. So they cling onto people that are that are very empathetic, that are loving, that, that aim to please. And I measured my self-worth on the ability to get back those amazing first two months of the relationship towards the end. And like, granted, I was only dating him for six months and it literally changed me. So by the time the relationship was over, I moved to Costa Rica. Guys, this is what propelled me to leave the country and start traveling. A lot of you guys all know about my travels, but you didn't know the story behind it that led up to it. Staying with this narcissistic man was scarier than any possible country. And like it, it, I remember I had so many different um, symptoms. Like I was losing my hair. I was having really weird weight gain. Like I've mentioned some of these things to you guys before. And when I moved to Costa Rica and got rid of all of the stress and the pressure and the hiding and the being quiet because the guy I was dating said I was too loud and too vocal and too opinionated. Like, I don't know. And honestly, the biggest journey has been forgiving myself for putting up with it. The biggest journey has been forgiving myself for not seeing the red flags and making an immediate decision to say, whoa, 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 because things just seem so good. And they are master manipulators at giving love and then taking it away, giving love and then taking it away. And like leading us on just enough to be able to stay with the relationship. But one thing that was undeniably true is that I didn't feel good. I didn't feel aligned. I felt icky. I felt weird. I felt constrained, like constricted. I, I, it was horrible. Like no one in my family liked him and guys, and that's a sign. If you feel like you have to hide from your family and friends, it's not a relationship that is serving who you want to be because your family should never be X'd out. I mean, granted, some people have crazy ass families. I'm not going to lie. I'm blessed. My family's amazing. And when my family all of a sudden didn't like the person I was dating, I knew I had to question something because my family knew me. And being with my family, I was able to see a side of myself that I had lost so quickly. And the big healing since then that's happened is trusting myself to date again and know that I'm not going to choose a monster that I'm not going to choose someone like this because I am no longer that person. I'm no longer that person without boundaries. I'm no longer that person that will allow someone to take advantage of my positivity and love and light and just grab a hold of it and put it in a cage. Like that's literally how I felt. I felt emotionally trapped, guys. So emotionally trapped that I didn't know what to do except leave. The woman that he dated before me left in the middle of the night just the way that I did. And I didn't really leave in the middle of the night. Guys, this is even worse. I just told him, hey, I'm moving to Costa Rica. I put some weird future end date on a relationship because every time I went to go end the relationship, he would convince me as to how I was wrong and how I should stay and all of these things. Like, guys, I don't know how the fuck it even happened. That's what tripped me out so bad is how quickly I became at the will and mercy of this narcissistic guy. 
And when I reclaimed my voice in my life and who I wanted to be and what I was willing to put up with by moving and making my decision to never, ever let myself put up with that kind of mental and emotional abuse again, I got my life back. (laughs) It was fucking amazing. (laughs) Like it was absolutely incredible and amazing to be able to get my life back, be able to realize what a healthy relationship looks like, being able to reconnect with some of those relationships that I lost because they knew I was putting up with something that wasn't good for me. I was letting myself stay in this abused state mentally and emotionally from this other person. And so the moment that I decided that I wasn't going to put up with that shit anymore, I started living again. And I got to reconnect with my inner child. I mean, that's what this podcast is all about. Joyfully You is about reconnecting with that inner child that is fearless, that is ready to live life and live life on the skinny branches and and jump and not necessarily be able to see the net below, but just trusting and knowing that that net is going to be there. That's what Joyfully You podcast is all about. And life after dating a narcissist is hard. It's hard, but it's possible to get your voice back to reconnect with who you truly are inside to be able to shine and be visible and in the light and head held high, shoulders back, and not worrying about anyone else except your happiness. You are not responsible for someone else. You don't have to change anyone else. And holding on to the beginning of how great something was doesn't justify for living in the hell of how it is right now or how it was then. We can all look back, and if we look back... We see how bad it really was, but in the midst of living it, it becomes this weird normal that we don't even realize how bad it is in the moment. And so give yourself those moments to reflect and look back. And if you can look back and you see things that you don't like, forgive yourself. You did the best that you knew how in that moment. You did the best that you knew how. And so beating yourself up and saying, how did I stay with him? How did I do that? I can't believe I... I, for most women that I talk to that that have been in a similar experience as mine, and this was for me too, is how did I stay with him for so long? Like, why didn't I just walk away? Because we had a trauma bond. And I later found out that it's literally called a trauma bond. I didn't know there was definitions to it. I just only kind of had this own opinion about it after reflecting and being able to break free from it. A trauma bond is when something traumatic happens that bonds us, bonds you together with your narcissistic partner. And for me, it was my grandma's death. It was that traumatic experience of losing her so quickly. And he comforted me and took care of me and was there for me. But I was never enough in his eyes. I always had to change. I always needed to be more of this or more of that or less of this or less of that. And he was never secure within himself. He always had to control me. I'm a free-spirited, loud, loving, hugging person. I remember at one point, he told me, you can't hug guys anymore. And I was like, what? No. And this is what like made it go back and forth of being so bad and so toxic is I would just say no, or I did this a couple times, say, okay, whatever. And then I would just continue to still doing, I would still hug people. I would still like, like whistle at them to get their attention if I knew them. Like I would, I would still stay myself, but I would verbally give him like, you know, so I was going against my word. I, I was out of integrity myself and 
being able to heal and recover from this has been the biggest joy ever. And like now four years later, I can look back and I'm so thankful for him because if it wasn't for him and that awful six months, I wouldn't have started... I probably wouldn't have started traveling as extremely as I did, where I uprooted, moved, packed everything up, put things in storage, you know, got an apartment in Costa Rica. I did it. I did it. And I'm so proud of myself for doing that because that skyrocketed my confidence with traveling. It made me see how easy it actually was. And I thank him. I thank him for what he did for for me in my life. I was not a victim. It didn't happen to me. And guys, it took me a long time to be able to go come to this perspective because for a long time I hated him so much that I wouldn't even let the memory of him come in because in my mind I said, no, you're not worth it. You're not worth any time or thought. But what I realized when I gave him time and thought, I gave time and thought to myself. When I forgave him, what I was actually doing is giving myself permission to be at peace and heal and let go of resentment, let go of anger, let go of hatred, and instead create room for love and acceptance and worthiness and badassery. <laughs> so guys, I, I that's my message that I want to leave with you today. That when you forgive that one person that you can also say ruined your life, but when you choose to forgive that person, you're choosing to let yourself heal. You're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for that person. Don't be in contact with that. If you dated a narcissist, you know how healthy it is to walk away and delete and cut off any form of contact with that person. And so forgive them for yourself so you can love and you can be able to feel freed from this. And that's... That's the message that I have for you guys today. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to Joyfully You podcast. Have an amazing day. And if you know someone that is struggling in a narcissistic relationship right now, love them, be supportive of them. Let them know that you're there for them without judgment because it is so easy to hide and not talk to anyone because we get to a point of being like, I, I looked back, I look back and remember a point where I was just embarrassed, just embarrassed because I'd put up with it for so long. And so if that is you, maybe that's you right now that you're at that point, make a decision to cut it off and tell someone that you're going to do it and stick to it. You don't deserve to stay in a relationship that makes you feel like shit and depletes you. You deserve to be loved. You get to, you, you get to show your future children what a happy, healthy, loving relationship looks like and you don't deserve to stay in it. No one deserves to be unhappy. No one deserves to not be able to love and be loved. So that is my message for today. And thank you. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and you are listening to Joyfully You podcast. If you guys have enjoyed this episode of Joyfully You, feel free to comment, like, share, rate, review. Give me some loving. All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. Catch you on the next episode. Thank you.